school, right? Sorry, can you give me a Go pause? Ahead. Can you hear that? I know, I hear that can bell you, in the back. Yeah, I can hear that bell. bell man. <clears throat> what is that bell? I don't know what the denomination is, but it happens. I don't know, but it happens like every Saturday and every Sunday for like three minutes straight. Like the number of times I've been hung over in here on Sunday and want to fucking like rip that bell out of the fucking bell tower. <laughs> <laughs> And welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome Brandana Sports Podcast, coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 34 for you guys. Guys, subscribe on iTunes. We know you are. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. Guys, we were just talking about it. We're growing, it's happening, and it's because of you, and we thank you. Keep letting those people know. I am Brandana, and with me, as always, if sports knowledge was fall, he is a warm cup of cider. Most awesome. <laughs> thank you, bro. <laughs> How you doing, brother? Thank you. I'm trying. I'm great, man. Um, Michigan won against Michigan State. Blue. It's not go just. Blue. It's it's not just go blue. It's not just hate week there. It is also potty training week. Commissioner 2.0. Knee deep Ooh, and Porky Pigging it. Porky Pigging it. That's right. A little callback. Putting that's right. Putting your money where your most awesome parody tip is. Uh, yeah. How's how's it going? So that's that's like that's a rough thirty six hours, right? Forty eight hours. Like it's just like you're just running around the house. That's the real deal. Yeah, yeah. Seventy two hours, three days. Nah, no pants, McGee. Mm. <laughs> we're doing okay. We're doing okay. Uh, actually, we're doing great. I shouldn't say that. I, uh, we're we've gotten through the nights uh, last two nights. No, no accidents. Yeah. Um, she snuck out of bed in the wee early morning. Uh, you know our kitchen table chairs that we have, and was sitting yeah. on there, and all of a sudden had a little accident on that chair. But that's okay. That's just it's just pee pee. We'll just burn that chair. <laughs> well, don't let this podcast hold you up, guys. Uh, real fast, we're doing rip from the headlines. We're doing none and done. M A B inbox. We're gonna hit one from there. Uh, the M A B uh, map degrees of separation. Uh, back by popular demand. Doing that again. We got three new connections on the table. Uh, a new wager I'm going to let you know about. Uh, it's called the mm. Hour of Sour. I don't know. We'll, we'll get there. I'll let you know about when we get there. Uh, Neapolitan Showdown. We're talking the worst things about middle school. I don't know how we get on these. We just stumble upon them, but this is what we're doing this week. <laughs> Buckle up and enjoy. And then we're going to do the gambling corner. We're talking week seven NFL lines. Guys, this is your hour of power. Bring us to that jam. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines read: If you wanna be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. All right, rip from the headlines. We're talking none and done. What are we talking about this week? Most awesome. Well, we're talking about this. Uh, a couple things, really. Um, one, you had the G League recently announced that they're going to start making a uh, offer to those top elite level high school talented uh, kids uh, that are 18 and over uh, to come and play for the G League for a 
whopping sum of $125,000 over the five-month season for the G League. Uh, it's uh, kind of coupled with the uh, NCAA scandal and, and corruption trial that is is going on as we speak. So we're, 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 we're talking about it because this is kind of going to be changing the landscape a bit of college basketball, um, de- developmental leagues for the NBA. It, it should be interesting. So that's the two topics I want to hit right now is like, how does this change the landscape of college basketball and how does it change the landscape of the G League? So we're talking about the G League that in 2017, uh, the base salary was 26 k uh, that's right. now jumping to $35,000. But the biggest thing is, you know, they're offering $125,000 contracts. So now we have this high school kids can't go directly into the NBA. The option used to be uh, you go play overseas or you just go play like one year for, you know, Kentucky or whatever. And then you go to the league. Mm-hmm. Is that going to completely change how college basketball is now? Uh, I don't think so. Um Adrian Wojnarowski, who kind of even said that uh, the the G League is not all it is cracked up. Yes, you might get one hundred twenty five thousand dollars, but it's not all that it's cracked up to be in terms of glitz and glamour, kind of the celebrity status that you may have as a college elite college basketball athlete. Uh, And he also kind of took a dig at at the NCAA and said, "Hey, in the NCAA, you get paid there too." Um, (laughs) So, so, but it's one of those things where I I do think it's going to be interesting because I think. So right now in the 2019 class, seven of the top 10 kids um, are not declared to a particular NCAA team. So the G League has said that they're not going to go after anybody that's already declared to a team. They're just going to talk to those that are elite level. So um, it'll be interesting to see of those seven who makes that jump because that'll give us the biggest indication of if this is going to be a viable product. Um, the G League is also offering not just on-the-court development, but off-the-court development as well, too. Uh, kind of learning about money management and some other things about, uh, you know, possibly kind of life in the NBA. So to, to, to answer the question, how does that change um, the landscape of college basketball? I believe it puts the focus of college athletics um, I actually think it's kind of a good thing. I think it's going to be helpful for college basketball. I think it's going to kind of take some of the seediness away, this kind of, uh, you know, uh, shoe companies working as bagmen for NCAA teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's going to kind of start to minimize a little bit if these kids who really are adamant about getting paid can just have a reasonable option to go out there and get it. Um I think it's going to hurt the overall product on a regular season basis. Like, I don't necessarily know if they're going to be the NCAA is going to be able to to sell those weekly games, those Tuesday night and Saturday during the week. Yeah. The, the March Madness will be the juggernaut that it yeah, always yeah. is. It yeah. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter about the big name talent. Right. But I think trying to sell those those regular season games will be a tough nut, um, which might kind of hurt the, the the university's bottom lines. I don't know how it affects the kids that much. So do you see like a little um, bit like, are, is it going to be, you know, are they going to kind of be rivaling for our eyeballs also? Like, am I going to start watching? Do you watch the G League now? Like I peeked in a little bit, no. but is it is it going to be like a little bit of, you know, almost this, not XFL, but this other just kind of branch of like competitive sports to watch that takes away from college basketball? Like, is, are they going to have like a big money themselves? 
Well, yeah, it's it, that's going to be the interesting thing, right? Because right now, basically, any G League game that you can get is on NBA TV. So I don't know how many, you know, homes have NBA TV, but if they start trying to sell and market those games to ESPN two or you know Fox Sports and things like that, hey, who's who's you know if they can get enough young kids lined up, what what broadcast agency is going to come up and say? I'll, I'll pay money to see these games or give me the exclusive rights to these games and we'll, we'll air them. Yeah, because yeah, it's a little bit about having to get to know who those kids are, which I think the NCAA does for us, right? Like it's a big-time recruit. We kind of know it's a mm-hmm. one-and-done. That gets eyeballs, eyeballs on them quickly, but now they're kind of being thrust into. I almost wonder if it's a bad thing, right? Like Because you get these guys that are one-and-dones, but at least they get to go dominate on the college level. Everybody kind of sees them for a year. They get acclimated to like playing with you know at least like a little bit more of like better competition. And now these guys are going into like actual like grown men that are fighting for a spot for their career in the NBA. Yeah, it's one of those things where I think um, I think the I, I, that's why I said it. it'll be very interesting for these seven kids that are out there um, how they are going to to take this because that'll give you the the indication of where they're going to go if they if they feel that my draft stock or I could get hurt or I could get injured going uh, going up against grown guys and you know I'm not flying private I'm not flying these like. You know, I'm basically taking commercial flights and sleeping in, you know, days in and, and stuff like that and playing in front of basically glorified, co- you know, high school gyms. Yeah. Um, am I going to want to do that? It's, you know, if, if you look at if you think it's going to end up being, yes, I'm going to get paid a good lump of sum of money. But if it's going to end up being like minor league baseball. Yeah maybe I still go to college because that's where they got all. I mean, have you seen some of the athletic facilities that like they have at, you know, Kansas or Michigan? I mean, these are rock chalk, top rock level. Chalk. Yeah. Rock chalk. Go blue. Uh, these are top level institutions that have, you know, the, that perks that rival, you know, professional teams. Yeah. You go, you get to be a celebrity for a year. Actually, you just, you sure. kind of changed my tone on it. Cause I thought it was going to be like a no brainer. Like obviously go chase that money, but you know, a lot of these guys coming out of high school, they know they're number one recruits. They usually, you know, at least sure. live up to that smell test and get into the NBA draft and like number, you know, like top six, seven pick. And then they're they're in that money with even a longer contract. It seems like it seems like kind of a Band-Aid solve now if you just kind of look at it quick on paper. Yeah, especially when you come to think of it that in 2022 is when they are looking that the actual one and done rule, uh, the eligibility rule required by um, the NBA is going to most likely uh, go away. So it looks like in 2022, 18-year-olds are going to now, straight out of high school, be able to decide if they entered into the NBA draft. So, yeah, so is it even like a fleeting four-year period um, of, of, of kids that are going to have that option? And then the $125,000 is not as ideal as it is. You're always going to have the Brandon Jennings. Brandon Jennings famously was a a, a recruit uh, point guard who came out of uh, the LA area who spurned college and went and played overseas in in China for some time. He was the first one that we could really, uh, really think about the guy that really made that jump. There's a couple other players that have done it. None have had real great success. Um, but you you wonder if a guy like uh, Brian Bowen, the kid that was the kids at the the epicenter of the NCAA corruption scandal, um, he famously, you know, his eligibility was was ruined because he all of a sudden switched and went to Louisville, and it came out about the the whole you know uh, money laundering through the 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 
the uh, shoe companies and things like that with Adidas. So I wonder if a guy like that then would sit there and go, you know what, I'm my eligibility is super in question, yeah. and that's one of the that's one of the the points of the the corruption trial is, is that um, with Christian Dawkins and I believe his dad had a, already a pre uh, pre established relationship prior to Brian Senior or Junior rather the the kid having. Um, you know, having any eligibility issues, he would already had eligibility issues because he had like eight times or eight instances where he took money from his high school team and other stuff. So I wonder if a kid like that would sit there and go, man, I'm, I'm in too deep. The, the NCAA clearinghouse is all over me. Why don't I just go and get paid? Billy Preston from KU is another example of that. It's like, all right. Yeah. Um, who, who was, they were actually just talking about him in the, in the deposition of, um, one of the Adidas consultants today, or, or yesterday, I should say. So why don't why don't the guys like that who go, I would probably take that deal. I don't want to w- deal with this hassle because I might not even play at KU. Yeah. Those are the guys that my, I could feel would be the ones to make that initial jump. Obviously, I can't rock chalk that comment, so we'll just let that kind of hang there. <laughs> uh, so the last question, you hit on a lot of things I want to talk about. Uh, how does this affect the G League? Just now these these kind of grown men these you know these cusp guys 25 26 sure. year olds like getting that now it's $35,000 a year is there i don't know is is it a dangerous landscape like i, I don't know like i'm looking like like fouling a little too hard like just the resentment the jealousy of you know like trying to get your shot at the show and then you know uh a 19 year old that is guaranteed to go to the NBA that's just collecting his $125,000 for one year what does that change this landscape of that competition well, that's the thing is I think the, the guarantee is is an assumption, right? You never know because that's the thing is, is those guys could go in and, and not be able to cut it, and that would affect their draft status. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think guys would probably take it to that level. Like I'm not going to – that's one less position for me to get in there, so I'm going to go extra hard at this kid. Yep. And yep. does it turn into a hard foul? Perhaps. I don't know. Yeah. If the kid's got an ego, if the kid's you know talking junk to everybody on the court and running his mouth and has like he's already arrived – yeah, maybe he gets laid out. Or the other side of the thing is, is maybe some of these guys could look at it from a perspective of like, you know, I, I, my my ability is not going to be changed by this kid being here or not. You know what I mean? If he was in college or if he was here in the G League next year, he's still going to be a top flight pick. Yeah. So his his future is his future and my future is my future. So either I can support and have just be a good teammate and maybe this kid has, you know, maybe the kid's the next Kobe Bryant, and he goes, you know what? Or like, you know, uh, uh, LeBron James with Kendrick Perkins. He's carried Kendrick Perkins into the, you know, into the final, into the Cavs locker room last season, had no business being there. But he's known him since, uh, you know, AAU ball and McDonald's All-American where he's his buddy. So maybe you have something like that where it's like, hey, well, maybe I could just be the, the mentor to this young kid. Well, most awesome, I have great news. I have a feeling that there's going to be G League money lines I can bet on. Woo! Fantastic. Woo-hoo. All right, MAB right. inbox. Let's jump into it. Uh, we have one here from a longtime listener. Shame on you, MA, for predicting that Bryce Love will be the Heisman <sighs> running back winner. He can't even yes. muster up 80 yards against my Irish D. Uh, go Irish! Uh, from Banger. <laughs> uh, what's he talking about right here? Did you make a little prediction on this man? Yeah, you know what? So we're we're not always telemathic. Because <laughs> and then you can exactly. tell if we're not telemathic because we don't talk about it. <laughs> so thanks for calling us out. <laughs> 
So, yeah, so I, I had really just said, you know, we were talking about some Heisman hopefuls. We were talking about the college football futures. I talked about a couple guys, uh, Will Greer out of West Virginia, um, who was looking good up until two weeks ago when he threw, like, three or four interceptions against, uh, I believe it was your KU uh, football team. Rock Scrappy football Rock team. Um, and then also talked about uh, Bryce Love out of Stanford. Uh, Bryce Love last year ran for 2,100 yards, a uh, bunch of touchdowns, you know, good good football team in Stanford. Uh, hasn't gotten quite off the um, off the injury bug and, and everything like that. I don't like to do this to my boy, but we got uh, 87 attempts for 348 yards and three TDs through seven games. Does yes, it sound like yes. a Heisman line, bro? Exactly right. Well, he did. Yeah. Like I said, he ran for 2,100 yards last okay. year. I also talked about Jonathan Taylor. I'm on your side. I'm a, don't let these, uh, don't let these no members come between us. I'm pro most awesome. I know you have it. I'm I know just, you I'm are. bringing this up. I know you are. I know you are. Yes. But you know what? I probably should have read the tea leaves a little bit better, especially when we were talking about that. We've, you know, what a rip for the headlines for the last couple months have been a lot about QB talk. And I even said in yeah. that Heisman Trophy talk that there's only like two running backs that had won the Heisman in the last 15 years you or did. so. Yeah. So against my against my better judgment, maybe I was looking for that hot, hot take. And I should have just gone for the easy layup and just talked about the quarterbacks, um, which is pro- predominantly leading the charge right now. So let me know who you like right now. I got uh, SI's top five through week six. Uh, at number yes. one, we got uh, the QB from Alabama. Tua. Tua. Uh, yeah, you know, you chase a starting quarterback away. <laughs> that was like a high draft pick. Like, you probably know what the score is. Uh, then we got Kyler Murray uh, Jr. out of OU. Uh, does the Heisman return there back-to-back? Uh, we got Re- uh, Will Greer, a senior quarterback out of West Virginia. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, quarterback out of Oklahoma State University, and then number five. Ohio. Ohio, Ohio State, not Oklahoma State. That's right. That's why we edit. Never know <laughs> this ever happened. Uh, then who's this uh, wide receiver? We got one wide receiver on the list, right? Sophomore, Sh- Chenault? Yeah, the kid, the kid from Colorado. I don't have the list up in front of his name. He's got, a, he's got an interesting name. I don't have it in front yeah, of yeah. me here. Let me pull it up. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, LaVisca Chenault, I think. There's a wide receiver, like yes. the, the only quarterback not on the list. So yes. who's who's like yes. out of these top five? Who are you feeling? Like six weeks, seven weeks through college football now. Again, again, you gotta look at top teams, which we talked about in the in the futures predicting Heisman yeah. Heisman Trophy winners. It's a, it is a little bit of a team nod too. Who's ever on that? One of the best teams or the top teams. So obviously you gotta look at Tua at Alabama. Alabama is just far and away the best team in college football i mean they are just rolling through uh other college programs this year uh tua also through seven games has not thrown an interception has thrown 21 touchdowns uh he's going up against your tennessee volunteers oh, you bet on oh, unfortunately god. oh god um but anyways he had two touchdowns already in that game um as we're recording Kyler Murray um, has been electric for, for Oklahoma. Really exciting. Uh, they did lose against Texas in the Red River rivalry, had, but had, again, we talked about moments. Um, he kind of had some Heisman cal- caliber moments in leading Oklahoma back. Uh, he had a huge 66-yard touchdown run, just, just incredibly electric. And then you have uh, 
I think Dwayne Haskins, yeah. the other guy who's just putting up gaudy, gaudy stats at uh, Ohio. You fill in the rest. Yeah. Uh, State University. Eight, Not Oklahoma State. Yeah. I just wanted, so, no. so you know that most awesome. Here to help. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks, bro. No thanks, problem. bro. Uh, 28 TD, passing TDs uh, to, I believe, four or three or four INTs. Um, not a runner like um, not a runner like uh, Kyler Murray, but just they're 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 shelling people. So it'll be very interesting um, when it comes up against uh, you know my Michigan Wolverines there end of the week season, and that uh, that'll be an interesting Heisman moment for him right there. Legit question: Is there any team you hate in the world more than Ohio Blank University? No, I, just, I, I will say it's this. It's one of the. It's one of the only teams that I actually do like. Actually, say that I legit hate. hate. Um, I, legit hate. I don't like one of. I don't like being those, like those 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 fans as we talked about in previous pods about you know rules right. for fandom. Yeah. I don't like being one of those guys who are like, oh, I fucking hate that guy yeah. or I hate that team. I genuinely hate Ohio. <laughs> I don't like their fans. I don't like their stupid uh, Buckeyes on their helmets. Yeah. I don't like Woody fucking Hayes. Sure. Hey, you know what? Uh, 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 fucking Urban Meyer, mm-hmm. uh, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> um <laughs> uh, man. So, sometimes uh, sometimes yeah, I just, you just I need... Don't, I don't like them. We just got to give Most Awesome a little bit of a punchy bag sometimes. He just has to get it out of him. And uh, safe space, brother. Safe space. Fuck the Buckeyes. It is a safe space. The Buckeyes. The Buckeyes. There you go. New nickname, the Buckeyes. Got you, you Burn. Burn, Ohio State. Boom. Boom. Um, Burn. I am, because I'm a Michigan Wolverine college football fan, right? Go Blue. There you go. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, Yeah, you've converted this season. I'm I'm happy to have you. All right, guys. And back by popular demand. Mab degrees of separation. That's where we take two <clears throat> different people from sports, pop culture, music, like whatever it is, and we link them through however we can do it. Uh, we're going to post them on social media. So if you heard this, like hit a little pause button, not if you're driving, but look at it, see if you can get there quicker than we can. And we're introducing a new thing, uh, most awesome. I'm surprising him about this. The punishment yes. is, so this podcast is the hour of power, uh, sure. the hour of sour. Here's what happens. The winner gets to oh. assign one hour of entertainment the other person has to watch, whatever that may be. <sighs> Television, it can be listening to like songs over and over. Who knows? It's one full hour, and you got to come back. You got to come back with a little book report, a little what happened, a little this is what I did. So we'll see who wins. Uh, we're not gonna do. We're not gonna tally connects through each one. It's just gonna be best two out of three. So the three, uh, oh, the three. So you're saying I'm gonna make you, I'm gonna make you have to listen to Baby Shark for an hour <laughs> yeah. straight. Uh, that's that's what we have on the line. Ooh, I can't wait to let you oh, know shit. what you have to do. Uh, all right, so we have Super Dave Osborne connected to Super Dave Solinger, uh, our guest on episode 31. We have Michael B. <laughs> Jordan connected to Michael the Jordan, and then we're gonna jump to Ron Jeremy to Jeremy Shockey. That's right, the hedgehog. We're talking hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Beautiful. Let's get into this. Let's do uh, Super Dave Osborne to Super Dave Sollinger, guest on episode 31 of the MAB Sports Podcast. Uh, I have it in three. You have it in three. I do. What are you trying to – look at that. Look at you right now. Trying to trying to slash them out? Trying to, to get it done uh, quick? Yes, I have it. 
I have it in two. Oh, actually, fuck. Okay, well, uh, I could I could have actually dropped the atomic bomb on you, but a one? I get I had one where I got it on one. Oh, well, one a one means we kind of fucked up. <laughs> like a one yeah, is right, just exactly. like like uh, connect connect David Spade to Chris Farley. It's just like that. That ain't gonna be <laughs> that ain't gonna be a good one. Um, so I had so I got yeah. Go I'll ahead. go first. Yeah, since mine is longer. Um, shit, I really thought I had you. I definitely don't have you in the next one. All right, so I have um. Super Dave Osborne, real name, uh, Bob Einstein. Uh, 2013, he was on Norm MacDonald Live. Uh, that's my one. Norm MacDonald uh, was a member of SNL, obviously, before he was fired. Molly Shannon was a member of SNL. And the third one is Molly Shannon was on Wet Hot American Summer 10 years later, produced by our boy, Super Dave Sollinger. Beautiful. Looking good. That is good. So I, I went something similar. So Super Dave Sollinger was a, a, uh, a producer on the production staff for Drive Share, a, uh, 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 with um, Rob Hubel and Paul Shear. Rob Hubel um, was also on an episode of Comedy Bang Bang with uh, Scott Ackerman. Yeah. And Scott Ackerman was had your Bob um, uh, Bob, or excuse me Bob Einstein, also known as Super Dave Osborne, on a 2012 episode of Comedy Bang Bang. Nice. That, so I got it. And there's my two. Yeah, that that feels like three. Is this a little arbitrary? It's hard to count, right? Like, what, how's that three? Well, I I don't like because uh, Rob Hubel to Scott Ackerman to Super Dave Osborne. Okay, so uh, Norm McDonald. You count, you count the one in between Molly, them, right? I, yeah, Nor. Oh yeah, I guess how many? I have Norm McDonald and Molly Shannon in between. So that's two. So it's a tie. That's a tie. So it's tight. Well, okay, okay. Then I could do the I could do the hammer drop. No, no, and nope. Do... You don't. Ty's moving on. Uh, next one. <laughs> <laughs> Doing. Here's the hammer drop. Here's the hammer okay. drop. Okay. Um, in that same uh, 2012 episode that Super Dave was on for Comedy Bang Bang, he was on uh, with Andrea Savage. Mm-hmm. Andrea Savage was on the show The Hot Wives of Orlando, which Dave also worked on. There's your one. Mm, mm. Okay, we'll keep it at two. So that's a tie. Um, okay, that's a tie. Okay, <laughs> tie, tie, tie goes that's, to the That's winner. nice, that's okay. nice. Uh, Michael B. Jordan to Michael the Jordan. Uh, I know everyone thinks that's my adorable pun. That, is, that pun is brought to you by Most Awesome. That's right. I that's got right. two with it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, I have it. This is embarrassing, but I, this is more of just like I went down a route I wanted to go, so that's how that happened. I have seven. Yeah, sometimes I have seven. So, sometimes I, I took have, the scenic route. I have those for fun. <laughs> took this, took the I took the scenic, scenic route. route. Yeah, it's just like there's two ways to get from the airport, and it's just like, well, show me the sights. Right, right, right. Okay, I like it. Um, I I could do it in two. Jesus. Um, so I will do it in two. Uh, okay, well I'll go through. I'll go through my scenic route. And then I love I love your scenic. Then route. you get us. I'm, I'm interested to see if your scenic route. Has any? Oh, yeah. You might have cut me off a couple spots. Okay, so I did – all right, Michael B. Jordan was in Parenthood. Uh, That has my boy, my favorite actor, Peter Krause. Uh, Peter Krause was on Sports Night, written by my boy, Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin wrote The West Wing. The president was played by Martin Sheen. All all roads lead through the West Wing. (laughs) All roads. We got to go there. Martin Sheen was uh, coincidentally in the American President, not playing the president, which also had my boy, Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox uh, started with Christopher Lloyd, obviously, in Back to the Future. Christopher Lloyd uh, co-starred with Bugs Bunny in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. (laughs) Bugs Bunny did a little cameo. 
Bugs Bunny showed up in a little jam called Space Jam, which also starred Michael Jordan. Beautiful. That was a, that was a fun. That was great. worth it. That was worth the loss. That was that a fun was, trip. That was worth it. That was. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So I'm going to involve uh, your second favorite show. Hmm. Not the West Wing, but The Wire. Ooh, I assume that's yes. your second favorite show. Yep. I'm not sure. Yep. Great call. Yeah. Great call, brother. So, so Can't uh, get hot on the carpet. Love, can't get hot on a carpet, bro. Uh, so, I, uh, so Michael B. Jordan got his start as Wallace, a young corner kid on The Wire. Yep. Uh, Wallace was in the uh, Avon Barksdale Stringer Bell crew, which had a young actor named Hassan Johnson, who played Weebay, the thug who killed, oh, yeah. who killed, uh, oh yeah. Weebay was in one of my underrated Spike Lee favorite movies called Clockers with Mackay Pfeiffer, uh, Micro Imperioli. I haven't seen that. I, I love Spike Lee Harvey, Harvey Keitel. Yeah, I need to see that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a good one. This is so again. It's a Clockers a date night. <laughs> <laughs> Clockers. Uh, so Clockers was directed by Spike Lee. Uh, Mackay Pfeiffer was a star in it, but Hassan Joe, Hassan Johnson, I should say, had a small little role in that. Spike Lee, famously, was Mars Blackman in the Nike commercials with. Mm. You got to have the shoes. Oh, it's got to be the shoes. Yeah. With nice. Michael Jordan. Oh, that's a smart route. That's a smart route. Most awesome. All right, we have um, what is that? So we have one tie. So that's most awesome plus one. Going into three of three. Ron Jeremy to Jeremy Shockey. Should I take? Uh, let me let me go first on this one. I'll tell you which, what I got on this All one. Right. I'm interested to see right. how you went how you went through this. Um, I have it in one, two, three, four. Five. Hmm. I have it in two. What? Yeah, <laughs> I know. No when I discovered this, like, I literally, like, I know we talk about me, like, not being able to sleep when I get really excited for, like, fantasy football or, like, Thanksgiving or something. Like, this is what I, I couldn't wait to drop this on you. I was so excited. Like, I, my hands were tripling on the phone. What? Like, yeah. I, I th- this was the hardest one for me to connect because oh, I was like, how the fuck am I going to work this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, so I'll, I'll start. Yeah, I'll start because yeah. I've got five. Um, so Ron Jeremy had a, a <laughs> I just picture like Dr. Mrs. Kamish like walking in on you watching like porno with Ron Jeremy. You're just like, no, I'm studying for the pod. I'm studying for the pod. Yeah, exactly. I got to do this. I got to see. Look, I'm podding look, over was, here. Right, right. Look, this guy named Huge Johnson was in this. I'm connecting all the dots. I look like Charlie Day and like with all the strings yeah, attaching yeah. everything. Um, so, so Ron Jeremy, uh, the hedgehog, famous uh, porn star, uh, You've, you probably have seen him in other walks of life. Uh, Ron Jeremy also, I, I learned. See, the fun thing about oh, this. Oh, fun fact. Little Ron, a little Ron. Yeah, a little porn people. fun fact. Let's hear yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. He has uh, a, a rum called Ron de Jeremy, which I guess in Spanish, Ron means rum. So it's rum de Jeremy. So he's got a little uh, he's got a little uh, rum line <laughs> that he's got there. We have to bring that up. Like, all right, I just figured out what my Christmas gift for you this year is. Like, I hope you're ready for some Ron, Ron Jeremy rum. Start start scour i can't imagine what the bottle would look like um <laughs> i got so, an idea so ron jeremy had a little uh little dalliance i should say a little romantic encounter with uh, another adult film star miss miss tabitha stevens the lovely Ta- tabitha stevens yeah. in 1996 uh charlie sheen an actor in hollywood who is known to uh solicit ladies who uh sure 
you know, who work in the industry. I almost went down this um, route. I like this route. I like this route. This is the route I thought thought you would have gone. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Sheen. Um, his father was Martin Sheen, who was uh, the president on West Wing. And that's how you get to Michael B. Jordan. No, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> um, so Charlie Sheen was in Platoon, mm-hmm. 1986 uh, film with Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker was in a film called Blown Away in 1994 with Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges was in The Big Lebowski with Tara Reid, who famously played Bunny Lebowski, uh, a a great little role. And in 2003, Tara Reid, Miss Tara Reid, dated Jeremy Shockey. Oh, shit. I'm kind of surprised that, like, Ron Jeremy wasn't in The Big Lebowski. Who did that have? Like, it had, like, legit, like, porn people in it, right? Like, a... Oh yeah, it did. It it well, it had a couple in. Uh, oh shoot, I can't remember the like, Jackie, tr- Trub- Jackie Trouble Horn or something. Yeah, or yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a couple on those, but yeah. like Peter Stormar played, who was the nihilist who played like the in the porno that Bunny Lebowski was in. Mm-hmm. Peter Stormar played the I can't remember the guy the, the nihilist. He's like you know uh, you know I'm, I'm the cable repairman. I'm here to yeah. fix the cable. <laughs> yeah. With a great line. And you, like, you can you, you can know, guess you what can happens next. Uh, he fixes the cable. Underestimated <laughs> hilarious line. That's a great line. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so I got there. Um, so yeah, so that's my five. That's my five. I, I'm 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 so giddy to find oh, out how you got there. Oh, about this deuce, too. this deuce. Like yeah. oh, it's almost like we need like just kind of. We need like a letter jacket that has a deuce on it for whenever one of us just like pulls off the deuce. I got it in two, but you did yes. get it in the first one. You put it. So I got a uh, Ron Jeremy was hired as a consultant on Boogie Nights. Oh, which nice. Smart. Starred Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg is the executive producer of a TV show called Ballers on HBO, which featured Jimmy Shockey. Oh, okay. Boom, boom. Okay. Boom, boom. boom. Oh, that's not enough for you, bro. That's not enough. You're not excited. Boom. Got there. I No, I'm disappointed I didn't do that because I pulled out Ballers once before. I'm I'm disappointed I didn't think. But I haven't – I didn't realize he was on Ballers, Jeremy Shockey. Yeah, this wasn't – I want to be clear. This wasn't from me watching a bunch of episodes of Ballers. Like, this happened happened through research. Oh, so you didn't you didn't go the the Ron Jeremy route like I did and just <laughs> a lot, like films. a lot of, you're watching a lot of pornography all week. I was watching a lot of ballers and then we yeah. figured out two different routes. Uh, all right. right, so since no one wins that, that's a dead heat. Uh, we're gonna call that a half hour of sour. So each person gets to put half an hour of popular culture. The other person has to watch. You can go first. Oh, actually, I sprung this on you, so I'll go first. Yeah, I was gonna um, say, that's yeah, fine. Let me think of this. Uh, in 2007, there was an ABC pilot. That came out called Caveman, based on the Geico commercials. Uh, why don't you? Oh no! Starring Nick Kroll. Yeah, right? yeah. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Yep. Enjoy a half hour. Of that. I don't know if it's an hour, half an hour. Like it's not going to be good. Uh, bro, I've already seen it. <laughs> so you're don't good. You know, Did you really see yeah. it? Yeah. No, I don't know. I no, I don't think. All right, so. Nick Kroll. Watch it come back. 2007. Holy shit! I'm, I don't, I'm even wondering if I can even. I'm gonna. You'll find. I'm it. gonna stream that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's gonna. It's gonna cost you three. Um, you know what? The three bucks is on me. Oh, beautiful. Um, okay. Uh, okay, so then I will go – I think they're 45 minutes, but um, you can watch 30, 30 – well, if you watch 30 minutes, you're going to end up watching the 45 minutes or the hour of it. It's just, mm. it's just how I it is. Doubts. So so Dr. Miss and I, Mrs. The Commission, I uh, love trashy TV. Yeah. So I'm going to go on uh, – I believe it was on 
T. Uh, oh shit. Oh, it was on not oh, oh, VH1. Excuse me, VH1. I'm gonna go with um, Rock of Love, <laughs> the uh, the Brett Brett Michaels dating show. Just watch any episode. Sure. I don't oh, care. Oh, any episode. Oh, just, whatever episode. Just goes. 30 minutes wherever I dive in. Just 30 minutes straight. Wherever you get. Is it. that yeah, exactly. is that counting commercials or no? It's like actually has to be like a legit 30 minutes of Rock of Love. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's a it's a uh, it's a I think it's an hour show. Right. So that means it's like 40 40. Five minutes somewhere in there. Those VH1 so, yeah. shows so, are there's actually just 15 minutes of actual content, and it just overlaps itself right, before and after each right, commercial right. break. Just gotta, exactly. So tell me about how you love it, and uh, and if you end up binge watching the whole se- season, then then so be it. All right, guys. Well, send us in how fast you got there at it may be sports podcast at gmail.com. If you have some ideas for the hour of sour, we'll let you take the reins and let us know what, what shitty pop for. culture we gotta watch. But we'll bring this back. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, nice little talk. That is smart. So let's um, – oh, man. It's so much easier to go from this to Neapolitan Showdown than it is to go from parenting tip to Neapolitan Showdown. You're just like, I have two <laughs> girls. I take care of them. I love them. My wife's pregnant. I'm just like, oh, high noon, motherfucker. But now we can do it. High <laughs> noon. Bring us to the jam. So let's leave it alone because we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. All right, Neapolitan Showdown. We got here somehow, brother. This might be one of our most obscure, but we're worst things about middle school. I have some thoughts. What are you feeling? Yeah, I I, I was really thinking kind of on the nostalgic tip when we were talking about this, yeah. and so I, I I had brought up a couple other ideas, and then we we settled on middle school <laughs> because what a, what a rich time in our young formative lives. Yeah middle school is and it's so it's the 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 transition from youth to then like actual like being a teenager kind of quasi adult it's that perfect little segment where it's like i'm i I have one foot in either kind of world so um i looking back at it i kind of i was kind of glad all these things happened but uh in the moment was not so thrilling yeah uh, last night i was pounding my ipas like just kind of reflecting i was like (laughs) i think i fucking hated middle school now that i think now i look back I don't think I was into it. Um, so I think um, I have – I own Yacht Rock, and then Tom gave me the win before that. So I think I'm on a two-peat, looking at a yep. three-peat. So I, I'll take the ball out, buddy. Um, well, let me make sure I do this in the right order. Oh, you know what I like about middle school? Okay, so here's the big thing. Let's set the stage. Hey, you did a little bit. Like, Okay. We're coming in. Grade school is over. We ain't grade schools anymore. Like, we're not kids. Right. Like, we're growing up a little bit. Yes. How excited were you that you had to change classrooms? Like, was that, like, mind-blowing? It was like, but it was a trade-off, right? Because it's like, recess doesn't happen anymore. But we get to, like, each hour, we just go to, like, another teacher and, like, go get that yes. on it was, it was nuts i don't i don't remember like in sixth grade i i i, I felt like i had like the locker combination because you had a locker yes. that had like a combination right. and then having my class schedule and but this could also be high school too and just trying to like exactly wander the exactly I, I, I had the exact same memory like i was trying to remember it was just like oh is that a sixth grade memory or is that like a freshman in high school memory but i think freshman right, in high school right. i remember like sixth grade like wandering the halls and just like eighth graders not want to help at all and they might as well have been like senior citizens 
Right. I remember in high school, no one wanting help whatsoever. <laughs> I, at least I remember in middle school, like I felt like the way our middle school was laid out, like it was one main hallway and then just offshoots. Yeah. So you only kind of had to know yeah. which hall generally you were. Right. And usually the teachers were kind of in there just like, oh, my God. This, uh, you know, this uh, 11 year old has no clue what's going on. <laughs> exactly. So help him out. I think a lot of things are going to come up in this, uh, just this Neapolitan showdown. And a lot of it has to do with like your world going from just like this to like this. Cause the most, like the first like 10 years or whatever is just to like get you to a spot and then keep you in that spot for like an extended right. amount of time. And this is the first time where you just have to like, like maps. It's the first introduction of maps. It's just like, yo, you go down there, you take a left, you're right. And like scaling maps is just like, well, the hallway looks longer than on this. It's just like, like how, how actual, like middle school taught us how like hotels work, you know, like you go up to like the third floor and it's just like 301 to 315. That way it's just like, we learned everything from just that yeah. initial, just like thrust in there. <laughs> yes. If so, if you get lost in a hotel, you yeah, can blame your middle yeah, you had a shitty middle school. It's not on us. Beautiful. All right, I'll fire. All right. I'll fire up with uh, my number three, taking the ball out. Um, I'm going homework, and here's I'm going homework. Okay. Like it's it's full bore on now. I'm not saying we didn't have it in grade school, but here's the thing: was in grade school when you had homework and you're being introduced to homework, it was one teacher assigning it. These teachers weren't fucking talking to each other. So if you just had like, yeah, yeah. if you had like the five worst teachers, they don't know that you know you got to read two chapters and do like not not only the odd questions, but the even questions. You remember the cool teacher that was just like just do the odd, like the math the math teacher that was just like yeah, right. just do the odd, and the other teacher that assigns all of them. It was just like too much. Too much. Yes, that's good. So my number three actually started the night before all the homework madness. And I'm talking about the Sunday night before school start. Remember that pit, that nervous, Ooh, anxious yeah. pit that got in your stomach right before yeah. the Sunday night scaries. Yeah. <laughs> the Sunday you're night watching. scares. Oh my God. You gave it a name. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you got, you got, uh, you got tests and projects mm. and mm. social studies mm. and language arts and all this shit that's coming through there. And all I want to do, a young, a young, most awesome, all he wants to do is just watch Bob Saget on America's Funniest oh, Home Videos. Man. But he can't because he's wrought. He's just stricken because he played all weekend. He certainly didn't do any of the things that he should have done, get his homework done, and he is just freaking out about the week uh, you took, heading into You it. took mine and you added TGIF. So that gives you a bonus 100 <laughs> points. Uh, that is 100 to 200. Going to number two. Yeah, that's right. That's where the angst was introduced. Like, that's where we were introduced yes. to procrastination in middle school. <laughs> like, you were just like, I'm a procrastinator. Yeah. You didn't even, didn't even know the definition of it. It wasn't on a spelling test yet. You're just like, oh, this is what it's going to be like through high school. Were you ever panicked in third grade to go back to school? No. 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 Never. Not once. Not at all. Never. No. No, no. happened. Happened. By the way, was your was your was your middle school six through eighth? Uh, yeah, I did want to bring that up. It was yeah, six, seven, eight. You yeah, okay. same thing. Yeah, my, mine too. Yeah, there were there are some crazy ones that are like that include ninth, know, I think, or something. Yeah, or, or happens, yeah, oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, hundred percent. No, right. we had the we had the correct middle schools. I don't know. Okay, all right. Uh, okay, my number two. I, I tiptoe around this, but I'm going to bring it up for a very specific reason, and this is not to get broy. It is kind of a guy number two. I like. The gym showering is my number two. All right. <laughs> Here's why it's my number two. Like up until like from the age of four until 10, like no one, maybe one person has like 
seeing you naked and showering and you're just taught to like shower, like be modest and everything. And then you are right. just like much like all this other shit in middle school. You just thrust into this just like, all right, like now you're showering with 15 strangers. And it's like, what? Like there's just no like yeah. you can only dive into the deep end of the pool. Like there's no just like yeah. it's 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 insanity. Yes, it is. It's crazy. It's there's no warm up into yeah, there's no just what's yeah. going to happen here. Yeah, it's just a grown man just being like this is what the score is. Like everyone just like and I think you were like punisher you dock points like you just had to shower in gym class. Oh, so you were you were docked points to Yeah, so this I, probably I, changed I, by now, right? It's probably a different landscape like you don't have to shower, I'm sure. I don't I don't remember any regulations around it. I remember the the dudes that, you know, the BDE kids in middle school that were walking around just like, All right, I can't wait to get in that shower." You know uh, what I mean? Like God, yeah. I, that certainly was not most awesome. No. And I was uh I I would even on when we when when we had the swimming class, yeah. I didn't I just dry I just vigorously dried off. If I get chlorine, whatever, who cares? If I smell like chlorine, I never showered. I was never forced to shower and I I I the, the just changing into the swim trunks for swim class was enough, you know. Just like you go bathroom stall uh, it. You go bathroom stall or just like over, like over your shorts or over your boxers or something. Yeah, no, no bathroom stall, but I would like tent with my towel like around and just like looking yeah. just like over my shoulder, like right, no one's there. Boom, quickly, boom, and I, you know, you almost have like everything laid out. Yeah. So, same thing, and with it coming off too, that suit coming off, just trying to get it off as quickly as possible, but it's all like right, like tight fun, and yeah. just like gets clean. Yeah, legs. exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I, uh, that's I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to one up you oh, again. All right. Okay. And not to get because we're on the broy tip right here. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just gonna go with spontaneous erections. Oh man, we are we are diving. How, de- we are giving a real reflection. We should have that uh, mid yes. '90s movie that Jonah Hill's doing right now. Like we are breaking down exactly yes. what happens. Exactly. Everybody hit right. It. So, so, so even like so, so, so God forbid, swim class happens, right? Because we're I had co-ed gym. I don't know if you did, and there are girls, you know. G- girls that i can remember in in middle school that i was like oh my god like this girl's in her swim trunks i'm starting to feel emotions they're starting to develop and all of a sudden yeah you know what i mean something happens i'm gonna and and here's the thing ladies and i I know ladies are going to be sitting there probably pounding the table i I get it you girls get periods that's it sucks but try dealing with a spontaneous erection at least you know like a time frame yeah when the 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 period's gonna happen i know not for the first time yeah but Mm. when you're just sitting in middle in in like math class and then just the wind blows the wrong direction and now you're panicked because you've got a you know a rager in your pants Mm. that's where it's at oh man we're looking good and then you uh you had a you had a verse and had to call the ladies out arp our female fan base, while maybe small, they are vigorous. They let us know. They are, par- they are proud. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying, yeah. I'm not saying yeah. that the period isn't. You, just, you, isn't you create a little is. bit of an erection I'm versus sure. a period thing, and we'll we'll see we'll see how that sits, brother. Okay. <laughs> Look, no one ever had to tuck their period up underneath their their, their sweatband. Okay. Uh, uh, we're gonna give you. Um, that is a really a really honest take. I you know what I'm I'm awarding honesty today. That's what I'm doing. Uh, you did one up me because I think you took what I was talking about and took it a little further. So that is a four hundred yeah. to two hundred in favor of most awesome. We're not even close right now. I do like my last one. I do like my last one, which I will take the ball okay. out on. Getting the wrong teacher, whether it be like math 
science, like English. There was always sure. like in every grade there was the cool math teacher and just like the homework math teacher. There's the cool English teacher where it's just like, oh, we'll learn about Shakespeare by doing plays. And then there's like the other English teacher that was just like, oh, like three page essay on just like, you know, on the writings of like Descartes or something. It was like, I, like it always went back and right. forth, like through that stuff. And your middle school was aggressive. It was aggressive. And here's the thing that sucked. Like it, it would literally last all year. So each day after school, like on like a Fridays, like, you know, if your friend had like the cool math teacher, it's just like, Oh yeah, fancy free. And it's just like, Oh, come hang out. And it's just like, no, right. I literally have to do like three pages of homework, the evens and right. the odds. Like I don't have any time to hang out. <laughs> right, right, right. And I'm, I'm just bringing yeah. up guys. I think it is strong because it lasted all year. Like this isn't, this isn't solved by just like a day, like every semester. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Getting the right, getting the wrong teacher just ruins school altogether. Yeah, all, all together. I, I, like it makes a makes a shitty. Like if you had back to back wrong teachers, or like maybe your friend cluster wasn't in a class. It was like it was legit every school day from like you know the after lunch twelve thirty to one thirty. Like fifth period is going to be dog shit. Right. Yeah, that's the thing, especially going into middle school, where you kind of like you've you knew everyone in your class for basically five years. For the most part, there were some new kids introduced here and there. Now you get thrust into like every class like is a bunch of new people. Yeah, because like our ours was like a couple elementary schools merging into our middle school. So yeah, you could have the bad teacher and be in a room full of strangers that you're like, oh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta deal with these people now. Um, and, and and the wrong teacher just ruins everything. I, I know everyone like has like one or two great teachers yeah. in, in those in those times, and I certainly did. But I can I remember more of the wrong, those those teachers that were tough or difficult or gave no like mentorship or anything like that. Like exactly. having the wrong teacher, they didn't want to. Yeah, it, it was almost like they didn't want to be there. They were just like shoving like because right. uh, like, you can make learning fun, and which I think is critical at that age, right? Yeah, and we had and we had teachers that had like you could tell like the curriculum was basically the same year to year. This is the day that we talk about you know tangents, and this is the day yeah. that we talk about you know uh, uh, like, you know all this different stuff. So it's just like one of those things where it's like okay, well you're totally checked out. So um, I love it, I, I, and I had some other things like, like class changing, and I had you know just just keeping up on the fashion trends in middle school. You yeah. know what I mean? That's yeah. not my number one, but I'm just talking about having that there. Oh, uh, like, like you, you didn't have the right collection of Big Johnson T-shirts. Like exactly, your, right. your, yeah, your no your no fear collection was a little weak. Yeah, um, Mama Four Star had picked out all my clothes for me, and I didn't know how to peg jeans or do any of that cool stuff that mm. all the rest of the kids were doing. No flannels in my arsenal. But um, I know you said I kind of sh- took a shot at our female audience. Oh, you're going to bring it back? You're going to bring it back? I'm, I'm, I might bring it back because right. I'm just going to go with uh, – I'm just going to go with well, girls, school, but not in like a s- negative way. School dancing? Just, School, School dancing, oh, all yeah. of it. The whole girl, the whole thing all together. Girls yeah. were just such an intimidating because they're turning into these beautiful young women. And, and here I am, just this, you know, kind of budding pimples and not mm. really growing. I wasn't that big of a kid in middle school. And you remember, like, the and, – and some girls were, were mean, the mean girls in middle school. And a young – budding most awesome was not most awesome back in middle school oh. and really caught the ire of some some 
some mean girls. <laughs> you know, girl. remember I... the cootie the cootie catchers where they were doing the little. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's showing right now that 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 little origami thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you go, you pick a pick a color, red. You know, pick a number five, flip the lid, you're ugly. Like that's what I got all the time. You know what I mean? I had one girl. She can be the lane needler, my lane needler. She called me. She called me Dogface Dawson in the cafeteria in front of a whole bunch of girls. Now I've told this story in the past. And girls were like, or girls that I've told this to are like, oh, well, she probably liked you. Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think she never like, you know, it was not an unrequited love. She never hit me up. I never like get texts for her. I don't, I sure shit don't think she's a listener. Um, so I'm just going to go with girls and how intimidating they were. Uh, I was way out class in middle school and, I, and, and had no business uh, being around them. Oh man, I think we hit this on the fucking head. Dogface Dawson, that's rough. Are you trying to like just make like Brandana's heart feel like a little guilty? Because I was I was five one as fuck, and I wasn't even on the Mean Girls radar. Like that didn't even <laughs> show up. I was not a concern of theirs. Uh, so let's see. I was ten years old in nineteen. 19- 92 you're 10 years old in 1994 i believe uh so that gives you uh, the 1989 1989 I was, 1979 is when i was bored oh shit oh man i was gonna give you the well you still get the win oh you just got <laughs> not dog face dawson anymore young face dawson can't exactly. even tell how old my pod awesome. partner is yeah <laughs> 79 oh yeah that would work backwards well you get the victory brother uh i think you brought it on every level that i had it uh super honest and that was a fun little dive bro fun little dive i thought you were Please. i thought well we should yeah we should follow up we need to do like a little high school one like like it should just be like like the one years for our listening audience like just kind of following oh, us yeah. growing up and seeing what happened yeah uh, and i would love to hear tell us uh those listening audience out there tell us some of your horrible stories your middle school stories your your dog face dawson stories your spontaneous erections or spontaneous periods i know those are bad too yeah uh, let's let's hear tell, them. like tell shoot them over at mab sports podcast at gmail.com uh hit us up brother uh can we hit this gambling corner let's hit them with the jam Brandana Gambling Corner returning here, brother. Let's talk a little NFL. I've been missing it. I've been we were waiting all year to talk about it, and I think our podcast is amazing. There's it's enriched with plenty of things to talk about. You know, I get excited when we talk a little NFL. Let's dive into the lines for week seven football. I am stoked. Do you want me to lay out what you gave me, or do you want you want to get it? Yeah, lay it out. Let's lay it out and talk about it. All right, this is my this is my my chance to play host here for Brandana's Gambling Corner. So, Brandiana, yeah, the soothsayer of the NFL, likes the Pats, minus two and a half at the Bears. Mm-hmm. He likes the Chargers hosting, or minus six and a half hosting the Titans. He likes my team, the Detroit Lions, minus three at the Miami Dolphins. He likes the Red, Redskins hosting the Cowboys in a pick'em, And he likes our Atlanta Falcons, minus four 
hosting the New York Football Giants. All right, so I'm 15 and 14 on the year. Uh, Boom six, ducats. If if you're 65 percent, you're cooking with gas. You know what that tells right. you? They're picking over 65 percent. Is I don't know how to say this politely. A fucking liar. There fucking it is. Liar. Yes. A thank fucking you. liar. So let's uh, let's talk through these most awesome. I'm going to tell you where I'm coming from and tell me if you're not feeling anything because I am feeling, brother. I'm feeling a five and zero oh week. Woo! We're, we're, we're shot calling the five and oh, I like it. Um, let's go right into the top of it. The the first team that we talked about, the New England Patriots, liking that that road favorite at. The Chicago Bears. Okay. Tell me what your thought, what you're feeling on that. Okay, so the road favorite is a little bit of my Achilles heel. Like I don't know why I'm drawn to him. So what we saw happen in week five a little bit was uh, the lines were kind of mismanaged. There was a lot of underdogs covering. There was right. a lot of home dogs, a lot of underdogs covering and home dogs covering. Pretty much. So I'm going back against that because I think the lines are overcorrecting a little bit. Uh, I saw the New England Patriots uh, go shot for shot with the Chiefs team. I think uh, New England Patriots, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick in October. Statistically, I was trying to find the stat. I couldn't find it, but they are scary in October. And I think we have a little bit of an overrated Bears team. I'm not saying the Bears don't hang in this, but I just don't think they go shot for shot. And they do have have a great defense. I know Khalil Mack is going to be part of it, and I know – Tom Brady's biggest weakness is if you get him happy feet in a little bit. Right. But I just like, right. you know, I, I picture this a little bit of it's a race to 35, right? So, and I, I picture the Patriots getting there, and I picture the Bears like 20 to 35, like trying to capitalize on those touchdowns. And I just, I don't think Trubisky has the experience to get it done. Yeah. No, I'm, I, I think minus two and a half, you like it. It's a field goal cover. Yeah. Um, they, you know, they covered on a field goal. Um, against the chiefs that you talked about last week. I, you know, I, I think it could be one of those really low scoring game. Um, you know, they're going to, they're going to confuse Trubisky. They're going to throw a lot of, you know, sets at him. They are coming off of a buy though. So they're going to have, you know, a week to prepare for that. But I still think, you know, Belichick's got some, uh, some tricks up his sleeve. And as, as Tony Romo has said, he's the best at masking his play calling. So you never know right. what the 70% call that the Patriots do in this situation. It always seems to line up 55 to 45 or 50, 50. So I like it. I, I, I'm going to take that bet. And, and real fast, I'm going to do uh bears. Two of their three wins were against the Seahawks and the Cardinals, like both dog shit teams. So let's not all like freak out about the bears just yet. Great defense. All right, moving on. Take me to the next game, brother. Okay, let's go. I'm interested to, to the four and two Dolphins hosting my Detroit Lions. S O L, same old Lions. Same, same old Lions. Who, who gets it's, three points on the road? It is. It is a little bit like uh, covering three points on the road is crazy. I think we have a Miami team that's a little bit overrated. I think we all freaked out, and this is sure. this is typical Miami. You know, it's it's a very easy division. They win two or three games. They go three and zero, oh, and we just see that O, oh, and then we overreact. We're just like, oh, this seems this seems fucking good. Uh, they're not good. Like right. like barely win with the Bears. Uh, they have uh, Miami has a win over the the Titans, the Jets, and the Raiders. Like these right. are all these are all obviously bottom twenty five percent of the league teams. Uh, the Jets maybe being the strongest one of it. I just I don't think Miami's good, and I think I think whenever there's a game where you're going to get into shootouts, I favor the stronger quarterback, and the stronger quarterback is obviously Matt Stafford. Uh, real fast, Miami D is 24th in the league against the pass, 
and Detroit's just going to throw the ball around. Sure, and I think they're going to they're they've got a, a formidable running game now too. With you got Legarrette Blount, you've got Kerryon Johnson, you got Theo Riddick. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I I, I think that they're going to try and keep it away, and then. Um, I'm not. Uh, do you think Brock Osweiler is going to do it two weeks in a row? Exactly. No. Right. Like no. They barely pulled out against the Bears, and I'm not saying the Bears aren't like good. I'm just saying like that. That was a that was a home game that they should have with cooking with all that gas. Like maybe put away, and they had the opportunity, and they, and they brought it back, but they fumbled on the one yard line. Like it's just, it, it's more of like, and the Bears don't have a formable like passing offense, and the right. the Lions do. So if the Lions start cooking with gas, like it's another one of those race races to 35. Right. So let's go in in division rivalry game. You know, these are always tough to to predict. This line's fucking insane. This line's insane. Go ahead. It's insane to you. It's insane to you. Okay. Three and three Redskins uh, hosting the three and three Dallas Cowboy. America's team. So you brought this up to me before. I I don't know. I think it was like maybe eight fucking years ago. But, and you said Bill Simmons maybe used to do it, but it was called the blank check game, which is just basically there's just one game where like the line is so insane. Like Vegas has it all wrong. Like you just like give me a blank check. Like, let me bet on this is that game for me. Really? The Redskins are good. The Cowboys are dog shit. The Redskins get a play at home and it's a pick them. Like this is sometimes things line up perfectly in the league. And that, that Cowboys coming off like that Jaguars team that might be a little overrated facing this Redskins team that is a little underrated to have a pick em and, like, a home field pick em, Like, right. I, I, don't, I don't know what more to ask for. Like, this is this is perfect. This is where, like, if you don't trust me to do five games, is that spreading your money a little too thin? Again, I do advise to bet the five games because you do want – it's the NFL. You want to hedge your bet a little bit on some things canceling out. But this is my favorite pick of the week by far. Really? Uh, oh, so this absolutely. is your gold standard money game. This yeah, because I, you're right. I don't think uh, – I think the Dallas Cowboy offense is a little one-dimensional. Um, Washington has improved against the against the rushing attack defensively. Um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm with you on this. And, and I don't think um, – I don't think the Cowboys D is is all that good. I think their offensive line can, the Redskins offensive line can protect against the Cowboys pass rush. Um, yeah, no, I like it. Uh, yeah, just pulling up right here. So the uh, the Washington Redskins have a resting schedule. So they they have a loss against a very good Ravens team, which uh, I I know I was probably the team I was most off for this entire right. season, but I, I like that Ravens team a lot. Uh, they have a win against the Cardinals, twenty-four to six. They have a tough loss against the Colts. Uh, they beat the Packers. They lost the Saints, like forty-three to nineteen, and they beat a uh, Panthers team hosting them. So, if you look at the, I mean, if you remove that Colts loss, and I think I don't want to steal this because I think someone else said it, but if you take that Colts loss off, like this isn't like they have their losses are to two of the top like eight teams in football. Right. It's just, uh, it's just, and if you look at that Cowboys, like I don't know, Cowboys are fucking dog shit. And and and, and the Colts have been playing much better football. Yeah, they have. Like kinda, like everyone's freaking, everyone's freaking out because Andrew Luck can't throw the long ball, which is fine and it sucks because that was like a very valuable weapon of his. But he has adapted. They have done whatever they were supposed to do to make the Andrew Luck machine, Andrew Luck 2.0, like work how right. he's supposed to work, which is uh, check down Kathy. <laughs> Check out Kathy. I like it. Yeah, I mean they're just a they're just a chippier football team. The Colts football team is. Yeah. Um, so let's go to this. Uh, let's go to this. I can't tell which one I want to talk more about. Ooh. Uh, six and a half Chargers or or minus four for the Falcons. 
let's talk about the Chargers. Our the four and two Chargers kind of quietly coming into their own a little bit here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's what we're talking about, right? Like uh, usually we're used to a Chargers team right now around uh, around week seven being like a, a three and three, maybe an underachieving two and four, uh, which right. makes this line their line's just going to increase. This is a good Chargers team, and I think uh, you were on on the Chargers. I was a little off. I, I think I think at the end of this year is going to show up that. You're right. This team is is good. The defense is exciting. Is playing like pump football. They, uh, you know, they hung in there with the Rams, uh, and a Titan, Titans man. They're just, it's not good football. Like all these, all those pieces that we thought would make the Titans a contender and probably won the easiest division in football right now just are mediocre at best. We have a like a Mariota that. Uh, Bust is way too strong because I don't think anyone was just like, oh, this is going to be like the next generation of quarterback. But everyone's really excited about him two years ago, and they were like, oh, he's injury prone. It's just not happening. And now it's just showing that he's just not that good of a quarterback. A a running back I was very high on, like Hunter Henry, <laughs> like very high. Like, you Derrick know, Henry. Derrick, Derrick Henry. Oh, Derrick, Derrick Henry. Henry. It's not, not Hunter. Yeah, sorry. Derrick Henry. Oh, we're talking about the church. Yeah, Derrick Henry, who I thought was going to – who still might finish above – David Johnson, which I did say that still might actually come to fruition, <laughs> oddly enough. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just, you know, I, I think we finally have a Chargers team this year that isn't getting off to as slow a start and might make a real playoff run. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I was a little high on them. They, they've gotten hit by the injury bug. They're starting to come back. I think Bosa, I don't know if he's set to come back for this week or not, but you know, when they bring him back into the into the thing, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a different defense. Um, okay, real quickly, Falcons minus four hosting. Let, let me let me the, do this, Mariota. Uh, sorry, Mariota this year just because I wrote it down. Uh, Seven hundred ninety-three yards, two touchdowns, four ints. Ooh, Not a lot and then, going and on. And then you got Blaine Gabbard in there as well too. Yeah, not good. Not which, good. Which, My, which uh, let me let you know, listening to the audience, most awesome was not dropping that as a positive. That wasn't yes. a glass half full. No, <laughs> Just no, no, the no, full no. hard facts. All right, let's do yep. it, brother. Uh, real quickly, Atlanta Falcons. We talked about injuries. This team has been devastated def- defensively by injuries. Getting four points yep. uh, against and hosting the Giants, not, the one not, and five. Oh, I'm, not, sorry, I'm sorry. Covering four. Yeah. Covering four. Excuse me. Yep. Pardon me. I don't want. I don't want to. This is your territory. I don't get with these, <laughs> sure. No. These, buddy, these, this hot gambling lingo. No, you're you're fucking nailing. It's covering nice. Four it's, points. It's like you're taking care of me. It's just like I had a few too many drinks, and you're just like setting me in a bed. It's nice to be hosted a little bit. This is ooh. This is primo. <laughs> exactly. Um, See how the the microphone feels on that side. Uh, yeah. This is um. This is probably my second favorite game of the week. This is a no brainer. Uh. A, Okay, so let's be honest. Like the Giants aren't gonna go zero and sixteen. That's not gonna happen. They're gonna have to find a win. Um, sure, it just ain't gonna be against the Falcons. The Falcons had that shootout with the New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm. They find there are a lot of injuries. Matt Ryan's a little inconsistent, but what they do do at the end of the day is score points. Atlanta will score points, and I yes. just like this is the third time I brought it up, and that's this is what the league is, guys. This league is no more like twenty one to twenty four wins. This league is thirty five forty two wins. That's what we're at with all the new passing yards. Matt Ryan can take advantage of that. Eli Manning looks like a shell of who he was. Probably, I don't want to get hyperbolic, but maybe like the weakest Hall of Famer we'll ever have at that position. Like he is yes. just like there was if, if he didn't win those two Super Bowls, I I don't imagine how like New York can even stick 
with this guy. And that's no disrespect to Eli Manning. He did win those two Super Bowls. He put a team on his back. The only team to do like all road games into a Super Bowl from the wild card position and win it. Like very impressive. I'm not saying we got to shit on that legacy. I'm saying he's shitting on it by like sticking around. He doesn't look comfortable in the pocket. He has two very strong weapons like Odell Beckham Jr., probably a top four wide receiver in the league. Enemy of the podcast. Fuck off. Uh, Saquon Barkley. <laughs> Probably like uh, you know, like the most exciting up and coming back we've seen since. Uh, I mean, I think it might be a little bit. Say of, it, better say it, bro. This. Say it, bro. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to go that deep. I'm, I'm not. Adrian Peterson, AP. Let's go, yeah. AP. Let's go, AP. Uh, yeah, he's a-, a monster. Adrian Peterson with hands. <sighs> yeah, so it's it's a little it's a little scary. There are a lot of weapons right there, and they will cook. You know, there will be a couple games where the New York Giants will kind of like score over 40. I think they've only scored over 30 points one time in the last, like is something created like 30. I don't know. You're, you're the math guru, but it's something, it's something like that. So it's not a good team and Atlanta will just be able to score. That's my long take. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm right there with you. I mean, they have, they have, was that too long? Am I talking too much, bro? I just get really excited. You're just, you're running, you're fired. This is, this is why, (laughs) this is why it's a gambling corner. You know, you're just, you're just, you're just firing on cylinders. This is your world and we're all just living in it, bro. Um, yeah, no, I like the, the Giants are one and five on the season, so they, you know, they're they're just not a good football team. They're oh, good point. They do have that. They do have that W. Yeah, who yeah, did who yeah. did win that I against? Know what you uh, shit, I don't know. Off the top of was my it head. Dallas? No, I'll look. Say your yeah. say your piece, brother. Yeah. yeah, so I'm just saying the um and and the thing we talk about this, we've talked about this in in many pods past is just drama in the clubhouse is never going to be it's a, a good recipe for success. And yeah. it's not a po- it's not a positive thing. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Who they beat the Texans. About, they beat the Texans. That's right. They beat the Texans. The um, yeah, another middling football team. Yeah. Uh, the having the drama in there and, and having the owner uh, uh, Wellington Mara, you know, chime in there on uh, who I believe is like Kate Mara's uncle or 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 maybe even like oh, grandfather. Yeah? I'm not really sure. Yeah, yeah, Kate Mara, friend of the pod. Yeah, related to the so, Mara football franchise. Yeah, Ro- Rooney Mara, friend of the pod, also both of them. Are. Rooney Mara, yeah, Rooney, both of them. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, it just is just calling out your quarterback, calling out everyone. Then you talk about him not being uh, super thrilled to be in the pocket. You've got yeah. Vic Beasley. Tack McKinley, you've got some pass rushing edges. I know yeah, man. The, the offensive line has played a little bit better for the Giants, but not not great. Um, yeah, could be a, a recipe for disaster. Here's what I look at with these three-and-a-half and, and four-point lines is, especially uh, the the road lines also, is are, you're looking at can a team come from behind? Can they score points? And that's, that's what gets me excited about these lines this week. It's just like yeah. I don't think – Back to the fucking wall when you have to score points. I think Bears can manage a game. I just don't think they can score at will. I don't think the Giants can score at will. That's why I'm excited about Patriots. That's why I'm excited about Atlanta because it's like I think these teams can. Yeah, and I think what you're saying is is the changing of the guard is, is no longer are you reliant on, all right, let's just go. If we have to punt a couple times, we're up by a touchdown. If we punt, we can you know put it on the shoulders of our defense to go win it. It ain't happening like that anymore. You've got to go out there, pedal to the metal every uh, series. Exactly. I know we're up against it, brother, and I'll take over the hosting duties. You fucking there you go. nailed it. But it's Thanks, bro. Isn't this the most times you've said so far this year and only being in week seven where it's – 
uh, the last person to have the ball is going to win. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think, you know, they used to happen like three or four years ago. You say that like a couple times on a couple games, but there's feel like there's been three or four, like just off the top of my head, like Chiefs Patriots game, that uh, Atlanta New Orleans game where it's just like, oh, whoever has the ball last is going to score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tampa, when Fitzmagic was firing on all cylinders. Yep, exactly. You know, Tampa Bay was in there too. It's, yeah, it's yep. definitely like that. It's it's one of those things where you almost, if you score, you're looking half at the clock and going, shit, if there's <laughs> yeah, plus I know. three I and know. a half minutes, I know. We're, we're, we could be in trouble, bro. So, uh, yeah, good okay. segment, bro. So we got we got five money picks. I'm going to put them up on social media. Do better. So even though you'll be listening to this uh, post after you can judge <laughs> sure. us on our I'm, picks. I'm going, I'm going fucking five and oh, motherfuckers. Text me about it. God, even, it, even if I go four and one, I'm going to hear things. Bet all five that. Bet all five on those. Uh, and do the lines. Do not parlay them together in a money line. Just telling you that. All right, guys. MVP of the week. And then we got to get the fuck out of here. Um, all right. I'm going with uh, Matthew Dipple. Uh, this is your boy. You know he's your boy. Well, he's from Michigan. My boy. He's from Michigan. But he took a he took a little photo uh, at Yosemite Park of someone getting engaged together. It was like from way across the other end. Beautiful photo, sun sitting, canyon and shit. Uh, he is out there looking for who the actual couple was getting engaged. And I just I like social media being used for good, and this is fun. Like yeah. so hats off, hats off. There's a little glass half full, motherfucker. I like it. Um, very good. I'm going to go Michigan as well. I'm going to go with Don Brown, the defensive coordinator for the University of Michigan Wolverines football squad. Don is lighting it up. QBs, we got the number one pass rated defense in college <clears throat> football. Uh, back-to-back weeks where uh, I think Hornybrook was under 100 yards. Uh, Brian Loricki for Michigan State, under 100 yards. Just looked like shit. Uh, he's got this defense firing on all cylinders, and we don't even have our best player, Rashawn Gary. Don Brown, you are my MVP of the week, you sweet, beautiful motherfucker. Woo! This has been the most awesome Brandana Sports Podcast coming at you as we always do. We nailed the little things. Uh, send us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. We want to hear your middle school stories. We want to hear what you're thinking about our connections on map degrees of separation. Send us your our sour. What's some bullshit we should be watching? Guys, uh, please flood our inbox. We have a, um, I guess we'll let you know about it. We have a little thing. Uh, we're going to be traveling a little bit, so we're going to have to fire off a lot of episodes out in a row so we'd love to just have our inbox flooded we'd love to hear from you guys hit that up i am brandana uh why don't you sign yourself off most awesome folks are you listening and you're feeling a little little stiffness in your ears that's because you got a spawn mabius erection Runway. Style. Fame. She likes fashion.